Hello and welcome everyone to episode 11 of the App TV's podcast. I'm your host, Chris Rogers, and today we'll be talking about the Aptera news for the week of May 9th through May 15th, 2021. In this week's episode, we'll be focusing on auto cycle legislation, specifically in the United States and in the EU. Hello, I hope everyone is doing well and had a great week. In this week's episode, I wanted to kick things off or kick off a conversation about something that, that I've been been thinking about ever since I saw the Aptera and its unique three-wheel design. It, it's something that comes up uh, often in the conversations when it's when there's a new entity that's involved or, or a new person who's reviewing someone at Aptera and they and they ask you know you know three wheels and the and part of the the conversation i guess it's kind of an ancillary issue to the you know the safety requirements you know they'll talk about you know what is it is is it is it a car is it a motorcycle and what they've explained is that it's an auto cycle and and what i've been concerned about is what are the rules and requirements for an auto cycle most personally for me what are the rules within the state of New York? Because that's that's where I live. And there was also there was an article that came out. I think it was last December, uh, December 2020. Um, so right when I first found out about the Aptera um, by uh, Clean Technica by Jennifer Sensiba. And it was all about the licensing requirements for Aptera, and it, it's kind of always been in the back of my mind where I was, I've been really interested in the vehicle, but I've kind of been like, oh, you know, what what's going on? What what are the rules? And it's part of the reason why I think I've said this a few times on the podcast that um, I hope to own an Aptera, and, and I put the emphasis on on hope in that, you know, one, I'm hoping to get the opportunity to test drive it. I, I, I think it would be kind of reckless to purchase a car before I've had a chance to test drive it. But also, you know, I, I, I wasn't sure if I could go through with the purchase of the vehicle if a motorcycle license is required in order to drive one. Um, you know, this is meant to be you know, the Aptera that I put a deposit down and I've reserved is meant to be a vehicle for both me and my partner. And like many New Yorkers, um, you know, she obtained a driver's license much later in life and 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 barely drives at all and so the you know for for her a car is a car is a car and if i'm proposing a vehicle that is more difficult and challenging to drive for any reason at all that's that's going to be a deal breaker and and for being honest i'm already facing an uphill battle convincing her that a car that quote looks like a lobster is is a good idea and yeah if, if she has to pass a an an extra exam or motorcycle license and i'm and you know we're gonna have to go through some added added regulatory steps in order to get it you know as, as excited as i am for the car you know i it's not a, a permanent deal breaker for me because i believe in the company and i and i like what what aptera is doing but i would have to wait for changes in legislation before for going forward because you know this this has got to be a, a car that we can that we could use um, you know a smaller but related issue for the motorcycle license is you know it's already a, a bit of a, a challenge that there's no back seat but 
if you if the number of people that you could legally lend the car would be restricted that would be that that'd be that'd be a big problem i mean you can just uh, imagine it you know it's it looks there's so many things inside the car it just looks like a, a normal car and so it's a bit ridiculous that this is something that you even need to consider about anywhere in in the world it's going to be you know built to the same safety standards uh, will and will likely exceed the safety standards of a four-wheeled vehicle removing a wheel from the vehicle apart from removing rolling resistance you know as as uh, Nathan Armstrong Epterra's chief technology officer has pointed out you know once you just solve the bar stool equation of making sure that it's balanced appropriately there's no fundamental difference between three wheels and four wheels that ought to require or that necessitates a difference in, in driving requirements you, you're still going to have to follow the wheels of the road that the car is is you know in part because of the the way that the wheels are situated is slightly wider than a model s and is as long as a, a toyota prius and so for an enclosed vehicle it's this is I, I i'm hoping that governments around the world will will you know whatever their rules and regulations are for three-wheeled vehicles they'll recognize that aptera is far more like a standard four-wheeled vehicle and, and not in any case um the the article by jennifer sensiba uh, which i'm going to include in the show notes for for this has a few important conclusions so the first is that within the u.s there's been a a, a big trend that state governments are creating a new category of three-wheeled vehicle within their their laws which is which is called the the auto cycle this is something that's been brought up and second and this is related to the first because it in the absence of overarching federal legislation you will need to research your own state's laws to make sure that aptera fits within the definition of of um of an auto cycle or a motorcycle and figure out what what the the requirements are um you know, to, to aid that goal within the U.S., there's an FAQ that was provided by Polaris for their slingshot vehicle. And for those who are unaware, the Polaris makes a three-wheeled vehicle that's currently sold in the U.S. and I believe a number of countries around the world. There's actually someone within my neighborhood who, who has one in uh, New York New York City. It's a, to try to describe the car, you know, it it it's it is it is a it's far more on the motorcycle if if the the slingshot is considered an auto cycle it's far more leaning into the motorcycle side than the aptera is for one there there is no roof for the vehicle um i believe there are seat belts but i'm not 100 percent certain there are no doors on on the vehicle it's basically it, it looks like if you you know the back of the car looks like a a motorcycle with the way that the the single wheel on the back sticks out and then the front looks like i don't know it's like this i guess it's meant to be impressive it's it's this angular de design and the seats look look very aggressive and and sporting um and i i'm guessing it's it's pretty quick but it, it looks far more like a a motorcycle and this is as a side note, this is one of the many ways in which Aptera has benefited by releasing their car now versus when they first tried to launch the company, um, you know, back in in 2008. What they are benefiting from is an extended, a prolonged lobbying effort by Polaris to make it so that 
the slingshot is a vehicle that can legally legally be sh sold in every state and because of the work that they have done on the slingshot um, and I believe also Elio Motors which is is making a three-wheeled vehicle that actually looks a, far more like it, the Aptera except that I think it has more tandem seating I think if there's a so that there's there's two seats in the, in the Elio but you know they sit front back or, or one sits behind the other instead of side by side and uh, it's a it's a very small vehicle they're based in Louisiana because of their efforts you know that they've done a lot of the groundwork that I, th I believe they've mentioned I think uh, Sarah Hardwick uh, Aptera's chief marketing officer mentioned that there are lobbying efforts that they have on underway and I think it's it's focusing on you know regulatory approval that you know they've they there has been a lot of significant groundwork that has made it so it more easy to bring the the Aptera to market. In any case, w within uh, the Clean Technica article, there's a a map that uh, as part of FAQ that Polaris put together that shows all of the states in the U.S. where a standard driver's license is required for the in order to operate the slingshot and where a motorcycle license is required. And on that map, the only two states where a motorcycle license is required for the slingshot is New York and Massachusetts. Hence, my, you know, the fear that I had for 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 the app, Aptera. Um, uh, Jennifer Sensiba also links to, there's, a, there's a, a great summary by the National Council of State Legislatures on auto cycle legislation in the U.S. I'm also going to include the link to that within the show notes for this episode and it, it basically summarized that uh, what I said earlier that there there is no federal definition of auto cycle and licensing requirements so it's an entirely up to the states what the passenger restrictions roadway restrictions and licensing re requirements you know the, the age of the the driver and so on and so forth and you know, I would I would highly recommend anyone based in the U.S. this article because it it's going to provide the best summary that you're going to see for what the laws are in in the U.S. and you know the my conclusion from from going through it is that yeah, I won't say that there's a a competing or competition between the lobbying efforts between Elio Motors and Polaris with their slingshot. But it seems to me that the rules for auto cycle, that that some some basically you can you can read between the lines that a state is either saying a slingshot is okay, and anything that's that's like a slingshot, you know, will just require a driver's license, or a state is saying any state that that um, you know uh, Elio Motors' car is great. And any vehicle that seems like Elio Motors will not require a driver's license. Anything else will re require a motorcycle license. And you know that what that the, the practical reality of that distinction is that the Elio Motors it has a roof, it has seat belts, and I believe they have they have safety features. Whereas the Slingshot shot, you know, the only thing that it has in common with the Aptera and the Elio Motors is that it's three wheeled. You know, there there's no roof. There's I don't think there's a seat belt. And it doesn't have uh, safety features. It's very much like a a motorcycle, um, and so you know, going through, you know, that that article, just a, a quick summary of other states, um, you know, of restrictions that would be in place for what 
what appears would also would apply to to all auto cycles um, and, and so this goes beyond just you, you could in again it would appear that most states if not all would allow a an auto cycle like Aptera you can just have a standard driver's license to operate it but there are other restrictions for example in Connecticut um, 16 and 17 year olds would only be able to drive themselves or and or their parents in an auto cycle in Tennessee it prohibits the transportation of of infants which makes sense I mean th this makes sense even outside of, of Tennessee since child seats are typically placed in the back seat of a car you don't put a child seat in in the front and since the Aptera does not have a, a back seat even in places where it's not illegal I cannot imagine that anyone would try to put a, a car seat in an Aptera now, Pennsylvania prohibits passengers under eight if a child seat would be required. Um, a few states, Texas, New Mexico, and New Jersey, require you to register the an auto cycle, which would include Aptera, I believe, as a motorcycle, but the motorcycle endorsement, i.e. a motorcycle license, is not required on your driver's license. You know, the, the registration of, of the vehicle you know that that's definitely that's another area that you're going to want to research because there's a lot of variation uh, among the states and and overall you know my takeaway here is you know for if you're among those 11,000 I don't know how many of the 11,000 uh, uh, reservations of Aptera are in the US I, I think there's something like 86 countries where an Aptera has been reserved at this point but uh, however many thousands of those if, if you are based in, in the US you should be looking into right now what the what these other restrictions could be for an auto cycle because you you, you know you you might be fine you know you're you're I, I'm not sure like I'm not even getting it into insuring an auto cycle versus a motorcycle versus a car and how insurance companies would would handle this but you know there there could be a few other restrictions that you know that that right now, you know, that maybe are in the process of being changed, and you'll want to be aware of what they are. And on that note, I'm I'm pleased to to, to note that there was a a law that was that was proposed and passed or proposed by Assemblywoman Donna Lupardo and and State Senator Tim Kennedy in New York that was approved by the New York uh, the New York State Legislature. And motorcycle licenses are not required to operate auto cycles in New York anymore. Um, you know, at least in, in and that would I believe that covers both the slingshot and the Aptera. And so my initial fears and part of my research for this episode, you know, I'm I'm you know, I wouldn't say that they've been unfounded, but they have been much assuaged by my research into what's going on but you know that that's just in, in, indicative of what you should do you should be doing in your country right now if you have reserved an an Aptera because it you know there there's some some additional planning that you'll you'll probably want to do and again I, I have to say that it it is ridiculous to me that a car or a a, a vehicle that is the same size of standard vehicles that will likely be far safer than vehicles that are on the road right now will be treated differently by regulatory bodies just because there there are three wheels it, it 
the number of wheels in on a vehicle, I guess over two, um, you know, it, it just seems like a really antiquated way of judging judging a vehicle. I mean, you know, why not come up with a new driver's license for vehicles that have more than more than four wheels? You know, you know, you know, like a, you know, you can think of like a a big you know, like Ford F three fifty where they've got the, the double wheels in the back. Are are we gonna pretend that that's a different that's a different type of vehicle and you have to do something different in order to drive that? No, of 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 course not. Um, you know, it, it's not like driving an Aptera, you're leaning into it and you have to do all this different stuff like you do on on a motorcycle. It just just seems awfully ridiculous. In any case, that that that's the the a summary of my research in the United States. And I wanted to shift over into a brief discussion of the licensing requirements within the European Union, which were were trickier to narrow down, in part because there was not an incredibly convenient clean technical article that that summarized where I needed to go in order to find this, um, but also because I am not a citizen of the EU. I don't know if that would make it easier for for me, but I have no idea how how those laws work, except that you know there's I know that uh, roughly that there's there's a an open market that you know through a series of treaties follows you know broadly you know some some same rules and regulations. I'm curious as how that's going to you know uh, what's going to happen. I don't know if the licensing requirements within the UK were ever fully aligned with the EU and so maybe there's not going to be any change there but I, I'm curious as to how how that that will work um, what what I can see and, and you know this this makes sense for for Aptera why you know it'll probably take them some time before they they launch in there is, is that it looks like the licensing requirements for vehicles there are 24 countries for whom there, there is a there are requirements will apply. So, you know, uh, Aptera will need to get that right and and make sure everything is all set because that that opens them up to that either will open up or make things more difficult for citizens in 24 different countries. Um, in any case, uh, you know, based on my research, the Aptera will be classified as a category L5E as in echo vehicle which is also I believe referred to as a powered tricycle which applies to three-wheeled vehicles with a design speed of greater than 45 kilometers per hour um, I believe this is a the key distinction you know this this is this ultimately this, this comes down to the the big distinction between rules and regulations for the Aptera in the US versus the EU is that the U.S. has created a, that special designation of auto cycle that sits in between the four-wheeled vehicle and the motorcycle. Um, Nathan Armstrong, he, he's referred to this in the past, speaking to the rigidity of the regulations, whereas in, in the EU, you are, it's, there are four-wheeled vehicles and then, there are, and, and then there's everything else. And if you are everything, everything less than that, you are considered a motorcycle. There's different categories of that. You know, there's there's different license categories that you were required based off the the speed, the weight, uh, the power of the of the engine. You know, basically, the, the I think the intent there is, you know, the licensing requirements for a a very slow you know a moped that can only go 25 um, 
you know, max 25 kilometers per hour is going to be treated differently from a a some sort of two-wheeled vehicle that can go or go faster than 45 and like if it's if it's like really high powered or if it's heavy then it's going to be treated differently but if if a car does not have or if a vehicle does not have four wheels then then within those 24 countries it, it's a motorcycle um, and so the the licensing requirements for the Aptera you know that within that category is a it's a I think it's a category A class license uh, which you know I don't know what the what what you would need to do in order to obtain one but I'm assuming that is probably more challenging there's there's also there's an A1 and there's an A2 license that would apply to three-wheel vehicles but the the A license is something different and it reply applies to three-wheeled vehicles that are in the heavier and faster side and when we're talking about Aptera a car that we've learned will do 0 to 60 in under 0 to 60 miles per hour in under three seconds you know that's you know and I guess weighing 1600 pounds that that's that's going to be the the high-powered um, tricycle so that you know that that makes sense that it, it would require the the higher licensing requirements um, the you know it's in a way that's 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 easy that means you know that that's straightforward it's not like the the US where you've got 50 different states with 50 different um, separate rules and requirements um, you know it's it's easier in that you know 24 countries all need to do the same thing the harder thing is is that yeah you, you have 50 states that all have slightly different rules but it seems like all 50 states are allowing the Aptera to be operated with a standard driver's license there's just a few other restrictions that you would need to look into in terms of who can drive it who can transport it if you're under a certain age or if your passengers are under a certain age or under a certain certain weight and so it looks like EU uh, reservation holders of the Aptera are in the situation that, that I feared that I was going to be in that I that they will be required to go through the same process of motorcycle license in it and that is unless something changes and and you know I'm not sure how likely something is to change when when I was looking looking up the the, the rules on on uh, the the I guess on, on vehicle operations and driver licensing it it would the the most recent, uh, I think, date that I, I found, or the date that I found on, on the information related to the type of classification that would cover Aptera, was from eight years ago, back in 2013, and so that doesn't seem to be up with the, you know, it's basically like you know, w I imagine what the laws were in the U.S. around the time when Aptera was first trying to come out, so before um, Polaris was able to market their slingshot everywhere, and so. I don't know what the process is to change that, but it's it's possible that that you know that that the the rules can evolve and, and change and, and that would make things easier. And I guess even more briefly than the discussion of the EU licensing requirements, I, I just wanted to, to point out you know this is it it I hope it's not a, an empty gesture, but I did start looking in the at the licensing requirements at some of the other countries that I could see were on the the reservation list but I you know I I I had an even harder time you know narrowing down um, 
South American legislation for for auto cycles. I, I started there and then I, I realized that, you know, in the event that there is anyone from one of those countries who's listening to this podcast, what I would implore you to do is the same thing for those in in any state in the US and in the EU is 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 confirm what your local rules and, and, and regulations are if you have not already already done so because they're you know it, it could be perfectly fine it could be perfectly easy it, you know it could be straightforward but burdensome in that you know that the Aptera is going to be treated like a motorcycle but it seems like the you know, you know the the broader conclusion is that governments around the world just you know they're they're not quite ready for a world where three-wheeled vehicles exist and so they're looking to to categorize them and, and treat them differently as this exotic thing, even when when you look at the, the Aptera based off of its specs, based on what it's going to do, based off its size and its weight and performance and safety, that, you know, it's sh- it should just be treated like a car. You know, there's, you know, uh, Aptera is able to take advantage of the fact that, you know, some governments are, are, are not treating it like a car so that, you know, it, it seems like it's a little bit quicker to get through safety rules and regulations, which... You know, you know, maybe easier to manage the the, uh, the you know the uh, a car company or vehicle company. But I'm very pleased to know that they are still planning on meeting and or exceeding all safety requirements of standard four-wheeled passenger vehicles. Um, but it's you know it, it's I, I'm I'm hoping that we'll see more movement in this area that will clean clear things up. And that concludes episode 11 of the Apt EVs podcast. I hope that you found this episode interesting and thank you as always for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please tell a friend so that we can continue to grow the Aptera movement and the, the clean transportation, energy efficient driving, high performance vehicle movement and, and, and you know change people's minds, shift the paradigm as to what a vehicle should be. You know, I was, I was, I was in, a, in a car recently and I went by a, um, a Jeep Wrangler, and I'd, I'd never really looked at it that way before, but that's a, a particularly blocky vehicle, and I was just thinking, man, I, I, I really hope that I see a day that that we move beyond um, that as in a, a Jeep Wrangler as an acceptable um, uh, vehicle. Um, you know, I think about the Hummer has a, an electric Hummer coming out, and while you know that that's that's great that you know they're expanding that that market give people options it just seems like the the amount of waste that is going to go into moving a a a hummer um with with batteries it, it just seems like we should be going in a different direction um, in any case the the apt evs podcast it's it's a it's available on on pretty much every podcasting service you know please reach out to me if 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 you're having any problems it's not appearing in your your feed and you can do so at the email address of aptevspodcast at gmail.com or you can find me on twitter at apt underscore evs podcast as always thank you to os50 for the song movies and in the words of jeff canada think about what you put out into the world make it a better place 